Can you think of someone in your life that exemplifies Christian character? The person whom you admire? The one you seek to emulate? Hello and welcome to Pick Up Your Bible with Cynthia Pavamani. Today we continue our series on the seven spiritual blessings with blessing number six, Christian character. Here's Cynthia. Christian character. We rejoice in our sufferings knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, and character produces hope. Romans 5 verses 3 and 4. This is day four of the Pick Up Your Bible seven-day series on the spiritual blessings we have in our redemption through Christ. The fourth blessing we are promised is Christ-like character. No matter who you are in this world, you will experience suffering. Pain spares no one. It's a fact of life. Hearing this might immediately bring to your mind experiences that were near unbearable for you. The suffering and pain that changed you forever. Intense experiences in our lives tend to do that to us. The effect it has on one could vary. Bitterness and anger rule in some. Strength and a fighting spirit define others. For the believer, enduring suffering with Christ by your side changes you to the very core. In your suffering, he begins a work in you. He is sculpting away the parts of you that do not come from him. He is molding and shaping that which remains, even adding to it, to build in you a character like his. Does this suddenly make experiencing suffering easier? No. However, in knowing that there is a set purpose to everything you go through, you rejoice in your suffering because Christ is working out that purpose. Jesus, for the joy set before him, endured the cross. Christ knew that his suffering would fulfill its set purpose, which was the reconciliation of mankind with its creator. He also knew that beyond his suffering was a reunion with his father. This is the character of Christ, one that doesn't let suffering take the center stage. To him, suffering was the means to accomplish his purpose. Having Christ-like character prevents your suffering from becoming bigger than you and overcoming you. Christ-like character enables us to endure much for that which lies beyond. In your suffering, remember that you're not alone. Christ is with you. Remember also that the night does not last forever. Darkness must give way to light. The morning shall come, and when you step out into the light, you will be more like Christ. And we're back with Cynthia. And now that we're in 2021, it feels like even our first episode, you know, it it came out at a very you know, in, in a very timely period, right? Like, I, th- I believe our first episode, uh, Peace with God, came out on January 6th, yes. which was a pretty momentous day. And we won't get into that. But it's just, it's interesting how, uh, like you've always said, God's word is very timely mm-hmm. um, and, and, and is there for us when we're in uh, deep distress. So uh, we're continuing the seven spiritual uh, blessings and like we just heard. And today we're obviously talking about Christian character. And like I always like to do, I want to really just understand, you know, when we use phrases that 
some some people in our audience may not understand. I, I want you to describe it. So, for example, if if you were to describe Christian character in one sentence, you know, what would you say? Answering anything in one sentence <laughs> is a challenge for me, but. Um, Christian character, I'd say, is the Christ-like character a believer um, manifests through the sanctifying or the the work of the Holy Spirit. Mm, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you did it. You got you got it in one sentence. That's good. <laughs> I'm I'm biting my teeth together, so I'm not tempted to say more. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, I mean, we'll 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 get back into it here. But um, I'm actually curious, and you know, I usually wait till the end to ask you, you know, how this kind of impacts you personally. But I'm I'm curious about the first person in your life that you thought exemplified Christian character, and. Uh, Apart from Jesus, so <laughs> <laughs> not the easy answer, not the obvious right, answer. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, no, I have a very um, a person who stands out for me um, as the very first person I met that kind of blew me away with the person he was, and it's my friend Peter. Before he was my friend, Peter was my boss, and I had the opportunity to watch and experience how he did life and interacted with people, you know, in, in that environment, right. As, as his employee. Mm -hmm. um, and Peter seemed to be just very conscious. He is now I know it, but at the, at that point, he just seemed to be a person who was very conscious that God is with him all the time. You know, and what that resulted in was this very authentic, very humble, and this very subservient person, right? The the mm -hmm. person we think of when we think of Jesus. And he's he was just full of joy and humility. And anytime he interacted with someone, be that an employee, a customer, um, you know, elderly people, anytime right. he interacted with someone that other person was more important than himself. Mm. And not as a, oh, I'm going to try and do this. That was genuinely his, uh, you know, modus operandi. He, that's mm -hmm. what he believed. And it just was so evident in his um, interactions. And I, it just I, came naturally to yeah, him. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, it was just what now I understand as um, his close walk with God. Mm -hmm. you know, had this effect on his life. He knew that he knew who God was. He knew who he was in God. And it just kept him in this very steady, humble position all the time. And, you know, when I met him, he was maybe late 20s. You know, I'm not talking about a really elderly person. He was right. a very wow. young man and I've known him for the past 20 years and it hasn't changed. So, yeah. Peter That's sticks out for me as a, a very first person and still a role model to me. Well, that's, that's, that's great. Um, and Peter, if you're listening, give us a five-star review. Uh, <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think I look at, cause I grew up in the Christian, you know, like in a Christian community surrounded by Christians. Uh, and do you think that Christians sometimes have the wrong idea about what Christian character could look like? Like they think it's, 
you know, whoever is the most popular or the most successful with the most numbers. I mean, do you, do you get that sense as well? Oh, ab- absolutely. You know, we easily fall into that trap of believing that Christian character, you know, should lead to this um, definitive outcome, right, of success or popularity. Mm-hmm. You know, we we like to think that, you know, oh, if I'm honest, then I'll reap the benefit of that. You know, mm. or if I'm kind, you know, I'll have people's favor and acceptance. But in reality, it doesn't really play out like that, you know. Yeah. Humility, honesty, kindness, serving other people and putting them first, like we were describing Peter. You know, those don't necessarily put you on the fast track to success and popularity, yeah. you know. As a matter yeah. of fact, it, it comes with very minimal earthly reward. So as a a Christian, uh, many struggle with this, you know, sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit. We we fight him. We don't surrender to his instruction because we would, you know, I'd rather win this argument right now, you know, uh, than than hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit that's telling me to close my mouth or, or, you know, when he's reminding us to... um, uh, to get a hold of our egos, you know, it, it's just, you know, the the work of the Holy Spirit is contradictory to our earthly desires and our mm. our wow. our our flesh that wants us to put ourselves first. Um, right, and this is possibly why there are many Christians who are not Christ-like. You know, when we see them, and we're like, oh, this person doesn't look like Christ to me, and they call themselves mm-hmm. a Christian, you know. We we have to be able to surrender in our Christian walk to the that work of the Holy Spirit, that work that He's doing in our lives for the sole purpose of becoming more like Christ and glorifying our Father in Heaven. It's not only that it doesn't come with earthly rewards, it actually can have this very opposite effect, right? Mm, Christian character... Yeah could quite possibly have the unfavorable effect of you being walked all over, you know, people taking advantage of you. You know, there's this, uh, this poem that, that I love that, um, you know, I, I'm not quite sure who wrote it. I'm sure if I look into it, I'll find it, but maybe some of you would recognize that it's quite well known. I love this poem because it kind of describes this this uh, mm-hmm. unique nature of Christian character. I oh, think the okay. poem was What's written it? for like leadership purposes uh-huh. and it's kind of been uh, tweaked by many people to look a little differently. So I don't know if this is true to the original author, but um, mm-hmm. I'll just read it here. And yeah, um, people are often unreasonable, irrational and self-centered. Uh, forgive them anyway. If you are kind, People may accuse you of selfish, ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you're successful, you will win some unfaithful friends and some genuine enemies. Succeed anyway. If you're honest and sincere, people may deceive you. Be honest and sincere anyway. What you spend years creating, others could destroy overnight create anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, some may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you do today 
will often be forgotten. Do good anyway. Give the best you have, and it will never be enough. Give your best anyway. In the final analysis, it is between you and God. It was never between you and them anyway. Mm, interesting. I love it. Yeah. I, I yeah. love it because it's um, we tend to we tend to want our character to to have this earthly reward to reap these earthly benefits and Christian character or Christ-like character has this very opposite mm. um, contradictory effect. And so it's a good reminder. <laughs> so, I mean, I, that, that brings me to my next point, which is that when I was younger, I would look at, famous Christian people, you know, like heroes of the faith in a sense, right? Mm -hmm. um, not just biblically, but just people that I read testimonies or biographies about or whatever, or I mean, even before I did, before I read the testimonies or biographies that we would just hear, oh, you know, what a great leader or, you know, what a great example of a Christian person, exactly. And then I would read it and I would notice that like all of them had to endure suffering yeah. of some kind, mm. right? Mm. Before they got to where they are today, before we were able to look up to them, right. you know, before anybody laid eyes on them, they were quietly struggling and suffering through things that we can't even imagine. Mm -hmm. So do you find that there's a difference between how you looked at suffering when you just became a Christian, when you were a new Christian versus how you see it now? Because you, you do connect suffering and endurance with Christian character in, in, in what you just said. Yes, ab absolutely, DeCruz. For the first many years of my Christian life, mm -hmm. I saw God as my genie. You know, I yeah. believed that God uh, wants me to be happy. Mm -hmm. uh, he would want me to prosper. He would want me to be in love. He wants me to be healthy. He wants to protect me from suffering and give me everything I desire. You know, I I also believe that if these things weren't happening in my life, that meant I did something wrong. You know, I did mm -hmm. something to yeah. tick God off and mm -hmm. brought suffering upon myself. And it was indeed a very skewed understanding of God and yeah. of life. You know, you have this... Uh, you misunderstand God and it yeah. kind of, it, it kind of leads you through this very difficult life. The truth is that none of these promises are biblical. Mm. You know, God's okay. purpose in our earthly lives is that we become like Jesus. Okay. So he wants us to be happy, but he mm -hmm. wants us to be holy more. Mm. Wow. Or holy yeah. first. If, yeah. I, if I may put it that way. And, you know, he wants us to be all lovey-dovey in our marriage um, and towards our spouse, but he wants us to help them more. So mm. the very purposes of, of, of a Christian life is so different and is, and is exposed through suffering, you know. Um, God uses our suffering for us to... Um, for us to become more like Christ. He's working, he's working on us, right? So when yeah. these things happen our, in our life, you know, when we struggle with health issues, you know, mm. yeah, definitely he wants us to be healthy, but he needs us to be spiritually healthy first. And suffering has this effect on us that 
helps us look to Christ, you know, helps us look to God, helps us to look outside ourselves, you know, and God uses this to purify us. You know, we spoke last week of the suffering flow chart in the Bible, right? Suffering mm-hmm. produces endurance, endurance yeah. produces character, and character produces hope. And suffering in the life of a Christ-following believer you know, leads us closer to God. You know, I once saw suffering as a punishment from God, but now I know, you know, seasons of pain and suffering uh, yeah. mean seasons of growth for a Christian. That's, that's, you know, it, it was hard for me to um, come to terms with that. Like I had to learn that as well. Um, one of the, our first episode was peace with God, right? Mm-hmm. And part of that, you, we talked about in the peace with God. Um, when we talked about peace with God, we also talked about how we're not under his wrath. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so for me growing up, I often thought that, um, you know, things that I was suffering was essentially the wrath of God. Right. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn that as a child of God, I'm not under the wrath of God. I'm actually now fi- going through the loving discipline yes. of God. Mm-hmm. And and so when I understood that, what a, a father disciplines whom he loves, um, which is a verse in the Bible, I now I began to understand the things that I went through as shaping me and and building out Christian character as opposed to God being mad at me all the time. Right. right. And and that was a, that was a difference. And so that kind of goes into how how we look at things today. Now, I you know, I do want to ask you this. There are some people that look at scriptures like blessings in the te- New Old Testament and and they say, "Well, it's clear that if you you know, if you obey God and you do exactly what he tells you to do that you will experience prosperity and you will experience blessing." Uh, what would you say to people that say that? Um, there are a couple of things I'd say, like first, um, blessings of God, um, be that even prosperity and health and things that, um, have real time effect on our earthly life, right? They are the will of God for us. You know, it's just the process and the, um, the, um, what I'd call the priority is different. That is not the most important thing in your Christian life. Mm, that's, that's a great way um, to put it. Yeah. And, and God will, God has that constant, um, you know, right order of things that we lose in our suffering. You know, yeah. all, all we want is relief from it, you mm-hmm. know? And so um, it's not that God doesn't want these things for you, or he doesn't, you know, willingly want to pour that upon you, but it's like you, you know, you referred to the the verse in the Bible that says a father disciplines um, the child he loves. I mean, I'm totally paraphrasing it because my memory <laughs> is horrible. But <laughs> um, but we see that in in children too, right? As parents, yeah. as much as you would love to, you know, give them everything you possibly can, you realize that there is a, there's a timing, there's a way, there's an understanding you want them to have of what, of how character, they need to build character through, um, you know, through discipline, through um, going through consequences. You want them to experience all these things because it builds in them strength and character. And so you might withhold something from them. You might impose rules upon them. And um, 
uh, for the benefit of them and where the desires and their wants become less important than the lesson you can teach them in the moment. And that's a very earthly um, earthly view of what's happening on a big on a big scale with God and his children, right? Yeah. Is um there is the holiness aspect that and the spiritual growth that takes priority over our mm. earthly lives. That's that's a great point. Yeah. And um I think I'll also say that it's actually, you know, I'll be honest and say that it's it's hard for people to hear that. Yeah. And this leads me to my next question because you know, there might be someone that's listening to us and, and they might say something like, well, yeah, but you haven't experienced the kind of suffering that I've experienced, right? And and, and you're telling me that this is for my good, mm-hmm. right? What, what would you say to someone who says that? I, I totally get it. You know, for someone who is uh, going through deep pain and suffering right now, I know statements like, like this could sound like your your pain and your agony is being minimized, but mm-hmm. that's definitely not my intention in sharing it. And more importantly, not God's intention in your season of suffering. You know, it's actually quite opposite. The God of the Bible is not one who doesn't understand or is um, estranged from our human suffering, right? Jesus gave up his heavenly throne stepped into humanity and suffered the kind of gruesome death that we all saw in that movie that you know passion of the christ you know he the bible says that he is not one who's unable to sympathize with our weaknesses but in Mm -hmm. every respect has been tempted just as we have yet without sin right Mm -hmm. so regardless of whether anyone else around you can relate to your pain, your father in heaven understands the depth, Mm. the width and the heaviness of your suffering. And he Mm. promises that that suffering will not be meaningless for his children. Your pain will not go without, um, will not go without uh, a valuable transformation in your life you will Mm. overcome it and you will be more like christ on the other side of your suffering when you surrender to him in it that's 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 amazing and i think with that we can wrap up uh this episode on christian character cynthia what do we have for next week Uh, the spiritual blessing of god's love and how Mm. it is uh, so different than any other love you have ever known. Well, wonderful. Well, I'm excited for that. And if you do like these conversations that Cynthia and I are having every week, please feel free to subscribe to this podcast. You can find that easily on whatever app that you're using so that you can get a notification when we release new episodes. And also, if you'd like to ask Cynthia a question before then, please email her at Cynthia at pickupyourbible.com. And listeners, may you experience the knowledge, wisdom, and joy of God as you join us and pick up your Bible. Until next time, God bless you.